Tom Shanklin here with my lovely wife Susan. Hello. Beautiful as ever. <clears throat> and we're happy to be with you today. We want to share some good news with you. It's just a, a privilege, you know, it's just uh, it's such a blessing that we have this um, ability to use the internet and to mm -hmm. do videos and to share the gospel because, you know, people can watch all around the world and God says in his word that his word will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was sent forth to do. Well, does that mean the word won't return empty? Yeah, it's going to get something done. Going to get something done. So this video is going to get something done in your life, praise God, and mine too. Because I don't know about you, but I want change in the earth, and I know that it begins with me. And that's true for each one of us. We can't be pointing the finger at everybody else and say, boy, they're doing wrong. No, we've got to look inside. We've got to see what's going on in our own heart. So, Oh, you know, that's what I was, when I was upstairs getting ready for, to get dressed and, you know, fix my hair. And I was thinking the same thing, that I am, I am tired of the status quo in my own life. Yeah. I want change. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how young you are, or, or uh, if you're a man or a woman or a child or a teen or a <clears throat> over the hiller. Right. You know, the change can take place. I think we should seek improvement. Hmm. Well, you know, we look around the world, uh, in our own lives, in our own family, in our own communities, in our own nation, all around the world, huge problems, mm -hmm. things that need to change. Mm -hmm. But as I said, it begins with us. And I think today that's what we're going to kind of focus on is personal revival, uh, bringing that change into our own life. And, uh, you know, I was in a church on Sunday, last Sunday, and Susan and I were sharing with them and I shared from this scripture in Isaiah we're going to begin in Isaiah 64 uh, verses 1 through 3 oh that thou wouldest rend the heavens and that thou wouldest come down come down Lord and that the mountains might flow down at thy presence and when the melting fire burneth the fire causes the waters to boil to make thy name known to thine adversaries that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. And you know, the mountains here represents, I believe, obstacles, problems, strongholds, things that just are immovable. They're very powerful and they're very strong and you just can't seem to get them out of the way. They may be something that we've prayed about for years and years and years, and yet we have not seen the change. They've taken root. Taken root, they're, they, they're a stronghold. But you know, Jesus did say that we can speak to the mountain. Mm -hmm. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And if we don't doubt in our heart, it shall be, you know, it shall be removed. We can speak should, to mountains. You should take the ax to the root. Yeah. Chopper, chopper down. So the prophet here is, you know, grieved about what's going on in the world, what's going on with God, the adversaries of God's people, all the problems. And I know 
That's the way we feel many times, you know, mm -hmm. if we read the news or we think about They're overwhelmed. Going on. It's overwhelming. And so he says, oh, that you would rend the heavens. It means tear apart the heavens mm -hmm. and come down. Mm. And that's what we want to talk about, you know, when God comes down, when God shows up. You know, somebody said the definition of revival is when God shows up. Mm -hmm. And we know as New Testament Christians that he has come down uh, as Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. amen, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, did miracles, taught us right from wrong, went to the cross and died for our sins, amen. So God has come down. And then, of course, tells us in the book of Acts that he went up, he ascended to heaven, and then the Holy Spirit came down. And somebody summarized the book of Acts as uh, the Lord went up, the Holy Spirit came down, and the church Amen. went out. Amen. And so, you see, when, when God comes down, change comes. And, you know, he, he came down on the day of Pentecost, but he's still coming down. And his presence is real and tangible. Well, I think that's what God desires, is to come down and invade our lives and our community and our, and our families and, and countries. He wants to change the environment or society yeah. or, or, or the church. You know, the church is a little messed up yeah. in some areas, and well, I he think, wants yeah. to perfect it. He wants, he wants to get things done, and he has to use us because he did everything that he's possibly going to do by sending Jesus Christ. Right. And it's church, up to us. The church is, is the instrument of his purposes. You know, it says in Ephesians, unto him be glory in the church. Uh, world without end. So he's going to continue to reveal himself through the church. And of course, we are the church. So, you know, there again, I mean, we can point the finger at problems in the church, this person mm -hmm. that's preaching wrong or this person that's doing wrong. But again, it comes back to us individually. Mm -hmm. It has to start with our own hearts. And we each need a personal revival. So here's Isaiah. He's, he knows all the problems that are in the world. He knows that God is the answer. He says, Lord, tear apart the heavens and come down. Because he knew that God could bring change. <laughs> you know, there are so many things that just seem like uh, they just cannot change. But God can change them. And that, that's the whole key, is that God can. He isn't... Like, oh, maybe he wants to to heal my body. He might, uh, oh, maybe he wants to heal my family. Maybe he wants to heal my my church. No, he wants to. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to. He has a, <clears throat> he has a case of the want-tos. And I think he's trying to impart to the body of Christ a case of the want-tos. We, we, we got to have this desire for the things of God, for for change in the atmosphere. We have to have that, but we have to know that he wants to. It's just like healing, right. you know. They said, oh, if you want to. You can make me whole. And, you know, I was thinking about this because, you know, there's many promises in the, words, the word of God. And 
<clears throat> there's precious promises, there's an inheritance that's been given to us. Uh, but sometimes we're not appropriating that inheritance. And you know, mm -hmm. what's, what's the problem? I mean, the, the promises are sure, they're yay and amen. God's not a liar, amen. Just, it's just the facts. I've been redeemed. You know, I've been mm -hmm. redeemed from, from sickness. I've been redeemed from the curse. The devil has no power in my life. <clears throat> but I was, I was trying to think about, well, how can we understand this from, you know, a natural analogy? All right. Oh, I have one. Okay. Well, let me give mine, then you give yours. <laughs> so let's say you own this piece of property. Mm -hmm. You own this nice piece of property, but some squatters come in. I don't know if that's a good word to use, but in other words, somebody came in and just sat down on your property and started to live there. Mm -hmm. Well, it's yours. You've got the title deed. If you went to the courthouse, it's there. It belongs to you. Mm -hmm. And that's like the things of God for us. They belong to us, amen? But you see, in that case, somebody has to enforce the law and remove that squatter from the land so you can go and possess it. In other words, you need someone with power and authority to enforce that which is right. And I believe that that's what God is speaking today is that we need his power mm -hmm. to enforce what is right. Amen. We need his power to bring forth his righteousness in our life. We need his power to bring forth his healing in our life. We need his power to bring forth his authority uh, in our life so we can walk in the promises of God. Yeah, they're all yea and amen. There's no doubt about it. You know, it, it's like there's a legal side and a vital side. You know, a what side? A legal side and a vital side. You know, oh, the legal vital? side, the legal side here is the legal document that says all these things belong to me, okay? But I may not be walking in them because I don't have the living reality of them in my life. They haven't come alive to me. But you see, when God comes down, when the power of the Holy Spirit's involved, then we have the victory which he has given to us. It, it goes back to, you know, how the Holy Spirit, you could say the Holy Spirit is the executor of the will. Mm. This is the will, but we need the Holy Spirit to come and say, this is yours, you know, this is, this is the way, and enforce uh, that which has been given to us, okay? So that's my analogy. <laughs> Do you have one now? Well, I was thinking right in the very beginning of your, of your talk there, I mean, <laughs> your spiel, um, <laughs> is, um, well, in our country, I know there's people around the world watching this, but we can get rebate checks in the mail. You know, if you spend money and then you turn in your slips, and okay. then in the mail, they'll give you a rebate check, and then you can take it to the store, and they give you some money to help buy for whatever, you know, you're doing. And we get those rebates in the mail, and sometimes you uh, don't realize what they are, and you throw them in the trash. Mm -hmm. And then like Tom, <clears throat> he gets rebate checks and then he sticks them in his pocket and then he goes to the store and he fails to cash them in. Yeah. So what's good is the rebate check? So we're trying to use methods to uh, hang on to those rebates. <laughs> I put them in my uh, unpaid bill file because I'm always looking in there. So. Yeah, but you know, God has given us things but we, we fail to cash in on it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and what we're saying is that we need 
the Holy Spirit. We need the glory of God. We need the presence of God so that we can latch on to what God has for us. Cash in your godly rebate check. So <clears throat> talking today about personal revival, the prophet Isaiah, how he said, rend the heavens and come down. Well, how did he know that God could bring change? Well, let's go back now to Isaiah 6, another portion of scripture. And this is in the more in the beginning of Isaiah's ministry when he had an experience with the Lord. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. So he has a heavenly vision. And by the way, it tells us in the Gospel of John that what he, who he saw really was Jesus. Mm. So this is a, really a vision of Jesus, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings, and with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried to another and said, Holy, 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 holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. So there's a shaking going on. Amen. And remember in our scripture there, he said that the nations may tremble. When God comes, man, he shakes things up. And so then he says, then, then said I, woe is me. You know, sometimes when there's a shaking going on, like in, in, in our nation, in your nation, in your family, in your church, and, and we get fearful. Well, I would say that maybe God is trying to show up. Praise the Lord. Then said I, woe is me. Mm. I am undone. <laughs> In other words, I, I'm, sh I'm shook to the roots. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So he has this glorious vision of the Lord, and it <laughs> shook him to the core. And he, he says, woe is me, I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. Mm -hmm. And I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips. In other words, he saw his own weakness and failure. He saw his need for change, amen. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that happens when God comes down, when God shows up. When he starts shaking things up. And if you study, you know, revivals, which... And I think maybe in the coming weeks we may talk more about this. You study, this is what happens. God shows up and people repent. They change. They, they turn to God. They're just, and they're just aware of his holiness mm -hmm. and how glorious he is. You know, the reality of God is just so awesome that, that you change. That's what happened to me, you know. That's and, what happened to me. Yeah. In First have to start with repentance. Yeah, repentance. Personal revival involves repentance. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just swinging from the chandelier. But it's when God can fix your heart that you need to change. You mm -hmm. need to turn to God. You know, mm -hmm. The Lord spoke to me in 1977. He said, turn from the things of the world. And I knew he was putting his finger on my lifestyle, my habits. And I just lifted my hand and I just said, yes, Lord. 
Those two words, yes, Lord. And the glory of God just came upon me, just flooded me like thousands of volts of electricity. He was in a pickup truck. And you were there with me. And I had a, had a, had a baby. Yep. I had some babies. Two babies? One baby. You had two babies. Two babies. Yeah. Two babies. <laughs> and you see, you you don't have to have this. Doesn't have to happen in a church service. No, I didn't get I didn't get saved in a church. Susan got saved on the, on Main Street in Spring Grove, Minnesota. I got saved in a beat up old pickup truck in front of our uh, tar paper shack in the woods. And you know, God's glory came down. And I tell you, I've never been the same. He literally changed my life. He he completely delivered me of the habits that were in my life. Amen. And he's still working on me. I, I wish he'd have fixed everything right then. But Amen. <laughs> sometimes we hold on. But you know, God is moving by his spirit. Amen. And when God comes down, things change. So we see that <clears throat> what happened to Isaiah, then it says in verse 6, then flew one of the seraphims to me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the thongs from off the altar. Okay? And he laid it on my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine, <clears throat> thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. So not only in this experience, not only was Isaiah convicted of his sin, mm -hmm. but God brought change. He put the coal on his lips. He had sent the angel to, or the seraphim to put the coal on his lips and bring change. You know, sometimes we have a lot of trouble controlling our tongue and what we say. Or sometimes we have trouble overcoming addictions. Or sometimes we have trouble overcoming some type of sin. You know, but when God sends his fire, amen, it'll bring change. You know, John said of Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And, and we think, you know, I don't know, you can have a lot of opinions about that, but the fire, fire cleanses. Mm. And he burns up the chaff, you know, and he cleanses us and changes us and makes us different than we used to be. That's the thing we need to really understand, I think, about the work of God in our lives. It, it's not only about forgiveness. Yes, it's forgiveness. Without that, none of us could even approach the Lord. But he, act, he literally changes us and makes us different. And he brings life. So, you know, that when we got saved, we were hippies. You know, maybe some of you don't know what that is, but, but anyway, you know, the inward changed it took a little bit for the outward to change. So don't go by what's happening on the outside. You know, God's, God's doing something inside that is going to last forever. And the, and the external things will get cleaned up, you know. You know, you, know you, 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 you live in a body, you know. You have a spirit and you live in a body. So God's dealing with the, the heart. And so don't worry about so much of the external changes when you receive Christ. Because 
this is this is how you communicate spirit to spirit you know um it's like praying in the morning in your pajamas you know god doesn't care if you're wearing pajamas or a suit you know because you you're 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 communicating with god out of your spirit so so don't worry about the external things so much worry and you don't even need to worry but god god's working on the inside your spirit man or woman well it says that man looks at the outward appearance yeah. but god looks at the heart and he's, well go ahead go look he's looking right <laughs> he's looking right in our hearts today you know as we're talking about personal revival it's a small thing that you be judged of me yeah oh, or uh, that no i be judged of you Paul. it's yeah, a yeah. small thing that you be judged you i be judged of you yeah he was, don't Paul worry was about talking it. to his critics yeah don't don't, don't worry says, about them no big deal yeah. <laughs> but i'm concerned about what the lord thinks you know yeah see that's that's the main and i think that that brings everything together it's it matters what god thinks yeah it, it doesn't matter what man thinks it's what god thinks and he will bring things to the better mm -hmm. for you you know in james it says submit yourself to god resist the devil and he will flee mm. it also says draw near to god mm -hmm. and he will draw near to you so if you want personal revival if you want god to show up just draw near to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isaiah in another place says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord and he will, uh, he will forgive. He will abundantly pardon. Mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a God of abundant pardon. You know, he's merciful. That's, that's what he desires. Right. He desires... To commune with us, he desires to speak to us, he desires to heal us, he desires to give us wisdom and love, love for people, mm -hmm. you know, people that we have, haven't had the ability to love, yeah. he gives us that ability, it starts in here. That's, yeah, that's one of the things that happened in my life, you know, when, when the Lord showed up in my life the glory of God came upon my life I started to love people that I couldn't love before you know I had prejudice towards certain types of people and God gave me a love you know because his love you know the Bible said that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit and so he comes in he, he convicts us mm. he brings change and then he gives us a purpose for living and here we see that that God gave a purpose, gave Isaiah a purpose. He said, God's given you a purpose. That's right. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? He's then, sending you. Then said I, Here I am, send me. So you see, he commissioned Isaiah to go forth uh, in the reality of God and to bring forth truth to people so that they could repent and they could come into the glory that he has uh, has for them. You know, you were talking about 
loving people and and sometimes it's hard to love everyone but if we're going to reach the people that we don't like we're going to need God's love so I think we just need to to yield to it to love everyone love everyone why why should we discard someone when Jesus didn't discard you or me. Well, you know, the Bible said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, now all, that that's talking about Susan mainly. Right? <gasps> oh! Now it's talking about Tom and Susan and you. Yeah. All of us. Amen. Amen. We have all sinned. Yeah. We were only, you know, we only have God in our life because of his grace. Amen. And so we need to, you know, kind of remember that. It would help us to love people that seem to be unlovable, you know. So God has a great plan for you. Hey, man, Amen. He wants you to experience personal revival and the life of God. When God shows up, things change. Praise God. So I think we should just take a, take a minute or so to pray. Mm-hmm and ask for personal revival and just uh, pray for the people, whatever their needs might be as God shows us and directs us, okay? Okay. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your great love for us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for our sins so that we Mm -hmm. might have eternal life beginning now. Thank you that we can experience you in a real and tangible way that you do show up Mm-hmm. And we pray, Lord, that you would rend the heavens and come down yes, into Lord. our lives, into yes. our families, mm-hmm. into our communities, into our nations, and into the entire world. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, Lord, we yield our heart to you. We draw near to you. We ask you just to shine the light of your glory upon us. Mm-hmm. As I am praying, I'm thinking about how how a great light shone from heaven and and uh, as Saul was walking to the on the road to Damascus and it totally changed his life and you know God wants to change your life today mm-hmm. and so Lord we just we just release the light of God upon each yes. one that's watching right now we release your light and your glory may your glory mm-hmm. fall in the room or the place where they are right now yes, lord. lord may your anointing come upon them with the holy ghost and fire lord mm-hmm. in the name of jesus that lord we might be changed and that you might have your way lord obliterate the works of darkness yes. by the power of the holy spirit jesus for name. this purpose the son of god was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil so lord we believe you to do that and we know it's promised in your word lord and we also know that jesus was anointed with the holy ghost and power and went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed to the devil so we just release the anointing for healing as well yes healing in the emotions a healing in the body healing in the mind healing and relationships help us to love one another lord yes and we will give you the praise and honor and glory well i just i just want to pray for the brokenhearted yes father god i just pray for the brokenhearted lord Mm -hmm. people hurts uh hurts from from friends 
from family uh, hurts and wounds at work. Yeah. And and Lord, I just pray, Lord God, that you would give them the love for these people that have spoken things that weren't right towards them. And you would heal their hearts, Lord. Yes. But Lord, I pray for your love to fix their heart. <clears throat> In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, it's been a joy to be with you today. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. I do want to invite you to uh, visit our website at shanklinministries.org because there is so much on that website, videos, audios, articles, uh, our, our um, store, and a lot more about our ministry. So store. go to Shanklin. Yeah, we have a store. You can, we have a store. You can purchase our books. <laughs> um, I was saying, what do you call it? You call it a store, right? It's an online store. We anyway. sell hats and buttons <laughs> and banners and snowsuits. Get your goggles at <laughs> Tom Shanklin Ministries so you can see better. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, we... <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, you just have to go on there and look. Amen. Shanklin Ministries. Look for goggles. And, uh, you know, until next time. Amen. Amen.